Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. I'm Todd. And I'm Obert. And on today's episode, we're going to take you on a on a tour. Well, Todd's going to take you on a tour. Todd's Magical Brewery Mystery Tour, narrated by me, yeah. Todd. <laughs> Ooh, I think this is like making of a good of a good audio guide already. I'm I'm already there. Yeah, uh, I hear I hear his 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 heavenly voice, and I'm just transported into another world. And the best part is, is my voice should be coming across crystal clear and smooth to all the all the people out there with my brand new mic. I mean, it has been a very a very good audio quality jump over the last few weeks for us. So. Yeah, one by one, we've all gotten new equipment and starting to sound like we know what we're doing. Right, just little, little by little. So as as long as we make it appear like we may or may not know what we're doing, that's a good that's good enough by me. Yeah, we don't yeah, actually yeah. have to know what we're doing. No, no, fake it till well, you make that, it. <laughs> that's fake good. That's good it. at least. So, uh, you guys do anything fun and exciting over this past week? You know, I uh, returned to the slopes again this weekend. Uh, as as this was about to be my weekly tradition coming up shortly. And we got about a foot of snow since the last time we recorded. And uh, it really helped the mountain out a lot. Looked looked good out there. Great conditions. Beautiful bluebird day today. Nice blue skies. Uh, saw into Glacier Park from the top. It was really a gorgeous day to be out there. That's pretty cool. So th- does that mean that it's snow drizzled? For most of the week, <laughs> no, I think they got <laughs> they got seven inches of it at once, and then yeah, they must have gotten the rest and a s- little bit of snow drizzle here and there. <laughs> nice, uh, that's cool. So you just is that like just what you do? You just have your skis in the car at all times now, or something? Pretty much. I brought them inside today to dry off, but uh, I keep the back seat down permanently now. <laughs> <laughs> nice, awesome. Did you? Do you buy like a seasonal pass to the mountain? Yeah, yeah, I have a, I have a okay. season pass. Mm-hmm. So it's nice because I can go up there whenever I want, and I don't feel guilty sleeping till you know ten o'clock, and then not getting up the mountain till after eleven. Because hey, I already paid for it. <laughs> right, right. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Now it's just free. Right. Exactly. I just got to try and get it to the point where it's the cheapest per run possible. You know, every time I go, it's a little bit cheaper to go the next time. Have right, you, right. Have you done the math to find out where, when that that flip is where it becomes uber cheap? Well, it's it pays for itself after not that many days at all. I want to say like six or seven days compared to buying a one day pass. So, oh wow! And I'm already at four days, so it won't be long before I I get my money's worth. So as long as you go skiing three more times before may you're good right yeah i don't know when ski season stops up in montana but i'm imagining it's may yeah right when i got here when i moved here at the beginning of april that was the very end of the last year's ski season which was crazy because when i moved here we still had we when i moved here there was Three of the last four days of the ski season, it snowed, and I and I couldn't believe it. And I was like, I can't believe they're closing the mountain. We're still getting fresh snow. It doesn't seem fair. But um, because part of the mountain is on uh, national forest where the grizzly bears like to hibernate, 
there's a certain cutoff date when the grizzlies start becoming active and they close the mountain down so you can't ski anymore so you don't run into probably bears. for good reason yeah yeah that wouldn't be fun to turn around come around a tree and all of a sudden run into a bear it'd be bad news luckily you'd be on skis so you could just go faster than the bear that's true but you know maybe if you fell over you wouldn't be able to get up <laughs> <laughs> I've also seen a game where even though you were on skis, you still get caught by a monster eventually. So, yeah, that's uh, that's really the meaning of life is you can't escape the monster at the end of our ski free runs that we call life. <laughs> I know the game you speak of, and I believe it's a yeti that catches you. And I would imagine a yeti being faster than a grizzly bear. Might one of the world's many great unknowns. Yeah, I know. When you run into the yeti, let us know. Okay. <laughs> so i mean i know obert you're talking about all this fun stuff but i have to i have to tell you guys a a story that really made me mad last night and uh so this is why you're cranky uh, yeah you know what it's i was angry last night but it's why i'm cranky today so i work weekends as we know and i get up early i get up at 3 45 in the morning so i try to go to bed at a reasonable time and it almost never happens either either way so last night at 1.45 in the morning, my doorbell rings twice. Really? Yes. That's creepy. Y- yeah. Dana was freaked out and admittedly so. Like it's not something that I don't know about you guys, but I never had that happen to me in Connecticut. No. But, yeah. But I mean, we kind of lived in the, <laughs> the, the boonies of Connecticut. So was it vampire Mormons? <laughs> oh, I didn't answer the door. So, uh one thing about Tennessee is everybody has guns. So, you just always make sure that you stay away from any place that could be shot. So, <laughs> <laughs> you did not go investigate who was ringing your doorbell. I I creeped into our spare room and poked my head like in the window and I didn't see anybody, so I was I I assumed it was like some kid or kids doing like ding dong ditch or something. But I'm like, it's two in the morning. Like random hooligans. Ding, yeah. yeah. Ding dong ditch is like before midnight. Okay. <laughs> two in the morning. That's not ding dong ditch. That's you being an asshole. So, <laughs> but yeah, so that was a pretty startling wake up. And then of course, you know, obviously like it's freaky and Dana was freaked out. So we were, up for a prolonged period of time. By the time I got back to sleep, I only had like another hour of sleep, which was pretty crappy. So, oh, that sucks. Yeah, that's gotta be yeah, real annoying. Yeah. I, my money's still on vampire Mormons, though. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is possible because, oh, well, actually, I don't know about Mormons, but maybe like vampire Jehovah's Witnesses. That's what I meant to say. Let's 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 take that again. <laughs> 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 Mormons, I think Mormons go around door to door, but yeah, definitely Jehovah's Witnesses do it more. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely had a few people come to my door trying to talk to me about religion in some capacity. That's another big thing in the South is religion. So yeah, you're not used to that being from the the heathen northern states <laughs> where, where there's less guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's less guns and less religion, so we're we're heathens. But yeah, so yeah, just, just, I, I know it's not the right way to start a, a fun podcast, but it's, it was something that's been eating me all day and 
making me tired all day. <laughs> well, you're, you're lucky you didn't answer the door because you literally could have been eaten today. It's very true. And then I would be a vampire Mormon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going door to door. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, Todd, we've talked about bears. We've talked about vampire Mormons. What, what did you avoid getting eaten by this weekend? <laughs> So I can't say that I had any run-ins with anything that would try to eat me, but we did we did have our annual Christmas party. Oh um, yeah, nice this past weekend, and so that was a lot of fun. Um, and we went to the Singularity release earlier in the day on Saturday, as well as you guys all saw on our Instagram. Yeah, pretty jealous about that one. Yeah, um, I thought it was going to be really packed, and we were the second and third people in line. Only because I opened the door for the lady who was in front of us. Oh, wow. man. And we arrived at, you know, 11.50. And they what if they only had one allotment? Right. That, that would have sucked, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Yeah, it would have. <laughs> so for um, our listeners who don't follow the Instagram, where, where did you end up going? So Stubborn Beauty has their annual beer release. Um, they do a, a stout aged in some type of liquor barrel every year. And this past Saturday was the release of this year's version. Um, it's a stout aged in tequila barrels with oranges, lemons, and limes. Interesting. I thought it was really interesting, too, because I had never had a stout aged in a tequila barrel. And I got to tell you, I had one last night. Not the biggest of fan. Uh, really? Yeah, it's... It's a it's got a funky flavor to it. We've already discussed how much I don't like tequila, but yeah. it's got a really funky flavor. I get like bourbon barrel aging, rum barrel aging because they're dark liquors, but I don't view tequila as a dark liquor. I know like they have you know, yeah, the, it's the brown uh, one, but it's not what I would consider a dark liquor. Right. I think if you're going to make a tequila a beer in tequila barrels, I've seen it done. It's, I've had it done well before, but I don't think stout or is the way to go. No, I would say you'd have to even go like super, super light, like maybe a pale ale might do it, or I don't know, be able to get the the fruit in there, so you don't. I don't know. I just yeah, that's not a bad idea. I would drink one of those. I probably yeah. wouldn't. I don't like tequila, <laughs> but <laughs> I'd be open to trying a lighter beer in it. I just don't get the appeal of putting a stout in it. But apparently, right. I'm wrong because Untapped has it ranked. As like a four point one eight, so that's pretty good. What did yeah, you give it? Good. I gave it a three and a half. Yeah, that's not too bad. It might even be a little high. I was kind of drunk at the time when I drank it. <laughs> uh, but we'll we'll see how it goes when I have it again next time too, because nice. I have a lot of bottles of it now. Yeah, that's <laughs> the problem with those releases. Is once you get a whole case of them, you're kind of stuck with it. So I won't even ask them how your progress went on the whole drink two for every one you buy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I actually might have done that oh. challenge this weekend. Oh boy! <laughs> well, like I not, said, we not had for a, a lack of party, so. that's true. Not for a lack of beer buying, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> so speaking of beer, what are you guys drinking? Well. Excellent transition, Todd. Yeah, uh, it was flawless. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go first because I was lucky enough to receive a care package from Clarksville, Tennessee. Ooh. Who lives there? 
co-host of the pod, Chris. Yeah. Provided me with some beer. And, and after a little bit of a snafu with some beer remaining outside and some below freezing temperatures, um, I was able to get up my, my package in. The beer looks fine. And this week, I'm drinking a double home style from Bearded Iris out of Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. And this is a brewery that the three of us went to when we went down uh, and helped Chris move. Yes. Yes, we did. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, Chris, why don't you talk about the brewery while I while I give this beer a taste? Okay. Yeah. So, Bearded Iris is relatively new. They're just over just over a year old, uh, getting close to two years old, if not just over two years old. And they are known for their home style IPA, which that's their claim to fame. And, you know, that's what they do. They are really, really good at making IPAs. Now, recently they've been branching out a little bit. And actually in that care package, they have uh, one of their porters is in there, which I thought was pretty good. But they're pretty much known for, hey, if you want a really, really good IPA in Nashville, go to go to Beard Iris. And well, you won't be disappointed. I got to say, after trying this double home style, I can definitely agree with that. Uh, this is classic double IPA. Uh, you get a lot of mosaic hops on the palate here. You get some bubblegum aroma, a little bit of tropical flavors. Um, I'm normally shy away from double IPAs, but this one really hides the 8.2% alcohol really well. What is it? What does it taste comparable to a beer that you've had before? It reminds me a lot of um, Bearded Iris's home style, maybe like a stronger <laughs> version of that. It's like it's like if you put two of them together, right? Yeah. No, um, maybe maybe the Blue Point Mosaic would be a good a good example. Okay. Um, oh, okay. So, Chris, would you say that Bearded Iris is similar to like what Relic is in Connecticut, where Relic does? A thousand different IPAs and very little outside of that. I mean, they do some stouts, but nothing crazy. Would you consider them more like that? Yes, yes, I think so. Um, like I said, I've I've definitely seen some branching out more recently. But from what I understand, the folks that own Bearded Iris, they're not the same people that brew, and they were struggling from for a little bit. From what I hear, this is just you know, a little bit of history. They were struggling a little bit and then they brewed home style and everybody loved it and it was the best. So then they were like, okay, keep making home style. Right. <laughs> and, and then they just did a little decision. twist on it here and there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So everything is based off that home style beer. Um, and just recently, I mean, now they're huge and like people are, they're very well sought after in like trading circles and stuff like that so now that they have a little they're a little bit more revenue and they're a little bit notoriety they can start making those other beers branching out and they're they're pretty good i mean i had a few of them when i was there a couple weeks ago and they're they're pretty darn good nice well so i'm gonna give this beer a 375 i think um if it was a little hazier it would be a four it's not quite there for me um but overall, yeah, good mouthfeel on this. Um, great carbonation. Just a solid go-to double IPA. 
All right. So, uh, Chris, why don't you take it off from here? After providing me with my beer, what are you drinking tonight? Okay. I am drinking... Ooh. So Ooh. I'm... <laughs> I'm actually drinking something that is from the brewery that shall not be named. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Do you get that out in Tennessee or did somebody send it to you? So my older brother, when he came down for Thanksgiving, he he saw this in a liquor store and he was like, oh, it was new. It was experimental. And he said, oh, well, we'll I'll bring it down and we'll try it. So... Here it is. It's uh, called the, and it's pretty pretty perfect. Uh, it's called the Krankenstein, and this is by, and I'll say their name. I'll say their name maybe once, and maybe maybe more times later. But uh, <laughs> it's by Stony Creek Brewing in uh, Brantford, Connecticut. Hashtag sponsor our segment. Right. Well, see, that's <laughs> the thing. I feel like if we start buttering them up, then right. they'll start making us flush with sponsorships slash beer <laughs> slash beer so krankenstein is that how you feel after somebody rings your doorbell at 1 45 in the morning is that how you feel roughly 12 hours later <laughs> yeah no absolutely uh definitely frankenstein and cranky <laughs> <laughs> but it's a it's this is a solid beer so this is Part of their, like I said, it's a Krankenstein, which is an experimental IPA series. And the best I can say is it's, it, I don't know the exact story behind it, but it strikes me as though they're trying new recipes over and over again uh, in small batches to see if they work and going from there. Uh, each one is, and you'll see, you'll see it on the Instagram, but each one has like this little like, like undead bird on the front and they're actually called hatchlings. So every version is a hatchling, which is okay. Which is kind of Frankenstein is that one, by the way, this is Frankenstein number four. And not to be confused with the corpse survivor. Number two, we had a Frankenstein number four. <laughs> right. And this one's pretty good. It's not, it's definitely hazier, hazier than your double home style was. Um, very bitter, which I enjoy. I enjoy some, some nice bitter, bitter IPAs you get a lot of grapefruit in this beer and then it's really weird because like normally you get the bitterness at the end I almost feel it like towards the beginning of the beer I get like a lot of bitter and then it just kind of like just stays bitter the entire way through Hmm. Uh, but like I had mentioned I enjoy that kind of stuff so uh, otherwise that it's 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 a good beer I don't know if I would buy it again if I saw it but it's a it's a solid beer from a brewery that we that shall not be named, but is still a pretty cool place and should sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I would probably give this. Uh, let me see. I'd probably give it like a. I'd probably stick it at a three seven five out of five. I can't believe you gave it an actual rating. I thought we were rating every one of their beers point two five until they sponsored us. Yeah, I know, but I don't think that's. I don't think that's fair to them. <laughs> uh, but it's it's a solid beer. I mean, they do make solid beer. They, they, they don't do. make they don't make bad beer. 
Except for but, that tequila one was not great. <laughs> right. Okay. So truth be told, I, I I don't I don't know if I've ever had the tequila one, but but yeah. So there you go. There you go, brewery that shall not be named. You you Cheers. made it onto the podcast. Yeah. Cheers. You found a way on. I don't know how that's, you did it. That's big for them. It is. It's huge. They were gonna be the first enemy of the pod, but looks like we we turned that corner. Yeah. Uh, now, if only Ted had a beer from Montana to complete the triangle. Ooh. So, I guess I'm going to break the trend here, but my beer's not from my state, so does that kind of count? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I am drinking Mean Old Tom by Maine Beer Company. It's a stout aged on natural vanilla beans. That sounds really good. I don't know what natural vanilla beans are as opposed to regular vanilla beans. I think they mean as opposed to using artificial vanilla flavoring. Uh, Okay. Yeah. That seems to make more sense. So, let's taste this beer. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, Ted. That picture that you sent over made it look very enticing. Their their beers always look really good, but uh, you managed to photograph it in a way where I I wish I had one here. It actually really is a really enticing beer. This is is actually really good. Maine Beer Company is one of my favorite breweries from Maine. Granted, I've had very little of their of main breweries in general, but main beer company always seems to knock it out of the park. I definitely don't taste a lot of vanilla, though, so that's kind of interesting. I know it's funny you say it's like you know one of your favorite breweries in Maine, which but that is saying a lot. You know, there are some good breweries up there. Yeah, and they're as we've discussed, I think, on the pod in the past, they're like the OG brewery from Maine. They've been doing it the longest. They're kind of like alchemist in vermont they're just they're the guys who were killing it before other people were killing it yeah that's a good way to put it kind of like nebco in connecticut right so yeah so there's a lot of coffee flavor on this obviously it's a stout it's it's a coffee stout um not a lot of vanilla it's a little it has been sitting out for a little bit so i did get a chance to warm up too which is good because you're supposed to drink stouts generally a little warmer than other beers kind of smoky Coffee, maybe a little burnt, I guess is how I would describe the the flavor, which is really what I like in my stats anyways. Um, overall, solid. I think I'd probably give this a 375. Um, the bottle describes this. So on, on, every, on every main beer bottle, they give a little story about the, how they came up with the name of the beer. And they're usually pretty good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Lunch was actually the name of a fish. A whale, Dinner I think. Was yeah, and dinner was the name of the shark that ate lunch. I well, think I, there, there's some, there's a whole. I don't have the bottles here to describe it. So let, let me let me try because I think I remember a little bit more details. Because there was a picture of a fin with a bite taken out of it on the bottle of lunch, and the, the reason that lunch got the name was because it had this. It was a whale that was commonly around the area and it had a bite chunk missing out of its. Out of its fin, if I'm not mistaken. So that I think that's where the name right. comes from. Yeah. So on, so for Mean Old Tom, the story is, I think it was in the summer of 76, I was five years old, and my Uncle Tom came to paint our house. It was in the tiny town of Louisiana, Missouri, on the mighty Mississippi River, where he would take me to troll the roadside ditches to gather one man's junk, a.k.a. beer cans. In honor of his magnificent treasure, his beer can collection, and his spirit for fast cars, tough motorcycles, and mean smiles, we bring you Mean Old Tom. 
So basically, it's the brewer's uncle brewed it to remember him by. So overall, good beer. I recommend yeah. people go out and find it. This is, I think, I don't know if this is our first episode. We have all three ratings the same, but oh yeah, that's pretty neat. Let's, let's do a cheers to three seven five beers. Three seven five. So, are you guys ready for the Tud Magical Mystery Beer Tour? Yes. Hang on. As so narrated by Tud. So do we have we have Natalie on the line here? Hello, Natalie. You're you're reaching us live with with <laughs> with uh, Tud here to, to rebut your beer tour. How do you feel about being the first enemy of the pot? I'm I'm honored to be it, and I think that Tud's list is going to be better than mine. Oh well, you you heard it here. Thanks, Natalie. We'll have to <laughs> check in with you again later. Big fan of the pod. No, nope, no, nope. no, you can't, you can't be. A fan. be. You have to be our enemy. Sorry. <laughs> wow. You you heard it straight from the horse's mouth. Even our enemies love us. But, but we so hate lovable. them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. No, yeah, Tud, we've been we've been thinking about this all week. We need to we need to hop on this on this bus or in this so, limo or whatever it is and take us on the magic. Be the conductor on here. our train of mass, ma- magical mystery. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Be the Miss Frizzle of our school bus <laughs> mystery. Tud Frizzle. <laughs> so. Wait, wait, wait. I got it. Miss Schnrizzle for your stupid snow drizzle. <laughs> Wouldn't that be Mr.? I said what I said. <laughs> okay. So anyways. No. So just to reset this for everybody, um, in case you don't remember last week's episode, you should probably just go back and re-listen to it anyways, and then come back to this exact spot and finish listening to this segment. But I'm also going to help you out a little bit. Uh, we found a beer list that was going around the internet um, last week of some lady's list of the best beer tour you can take in Connecticut, which is complete and utter garbage. A day, for a day you'll never forget. Yes, it was a, yeah, that was the actual title was, is a day you'll never forget. And maybe you'll never forget it because you'd be like, wow, this was such a subpar beer tour. <laughs> But in honor of that, I decided to make a better list and outdo Natalie's list, who apparently is a published writer on this website. And this is basically my goal of saying, hey, I did this better. I did your job better than you ever dreamed of doing your job. So in that honor, we're keeping it basically with the same parameters. It had to be 10 breweries. It had to basically go in a loop around the state. And it had to begin and end somewhat near each other. Yeah. So, to start off, we are going to start off with Fat Orange Cat in East Hampton, Connecticut. Um, They've been featured on the pod a few times. It's a great place to start. They also open up really early, so you can start your day perfectly early. Ooh. See, look. I can already tell that this is going to be awesome because you've put in the thought of they actually open early. So... I didn't. Right. I don't. I don't remember hearing that in Natalie's. On Natalie's, so it's a very important. If you're going to do a beer tour, you got to start a crack of dawn. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You just gotta. You gotta get going, because these places close early too. So you got to start early. So from there, you're going to head up to Manchester, Connecticut, and go to one of the newer breweries in the state that has um, been making some really good beer, and they haven't been featured on the pod yet, but I have a feeling that they'll be featured pretty soon because they're going to start canning. And that's Labyrinth Brewing Company. Chris, I think you've had these guys once um, when we did our Beards and Beers 5K. Yep. They yep. were there starting up. Yeah, that was like some of their first appearances, I think. 
in yes. in in like their history. <laughs> yep. Now I'm not gonna lie. Uh, first time I heard about them was tonight. So can you tell me a little bit about this brewery? Yes, yeah, so they're a new brewery in Connecticut. Yeah, have you been? <laughs> I have. Oh, okay. <laughs> we actually went there once. We went there one time. Uh, we were just in the area, and we were going to go to a movie, and we decided not to. We decided to actually just go to Labyrinth instead. Um, they're in an old mill, just like every other brewery in Connecticut. <laughs> yeah, but, really. <laughs> but their beer is really good. Um, it's got a cool little vibe to it. It's cause it's, it is a very old building and they've kind of set it up kind of like to feel like a cabin almost. And they the beer that we liked the best was called Turbo Love Shake. And it basically tasted like it was, I mean, it was a lactose IPA, so it was really rich and creamy. It tasted exactly like, you know, the bigger breweries IPAs. Like they were doing, they're doing some really good stuff there. So I would expect that these guys... We'll probably make an appearance on this pod before long. That's awesome. Cool. So from there, we're going to go to Bloomfield, Connecticut, and we're going to be visiting not Hooker Brewery like Natalie suggested, but uh, Back East Brewery, which is famous for their Ice Cream Man uh, IPA. The Ice Cream Man IPA was voted as a top five IPA in the country last year. So you can go there and you know they don't always have it on tap, but they always have something pretty good, whether it's ice cream man or uh Susie greenberg or one of their other fabulous ipas they also do some really good stouts and some really good other styles too i was gonna say the that they do, they're the ones that do the ex machina right yes the russian imperial stout yeah, that, yeah that's a that's a good good beer yeah i really like the ice cream man i had no idea that they were rated so they were so renowned across the country that's that's great yeah, they were they were really pumped when they found out that they were ranked as a top five IPA in the country, or top five beer, because I think there was more than just IPAs on that list. So, moving on from back east, we're going to head to West Hartford, Connecticut, and go to New Park Brewing. New Park Brewing is a newer brewery. I believe you guys have all been there at some point. Yeah, I like that place. I, I honestly don't even know. I don't know if I've been there. Really? Yeah, I can't remember, but... I know you, we've talked about it a lot, but I just yeah. don't, I don't I think I met you there twice, Todd, if I don't, if I recall correctly. Yeah, we, we definitely met there with Ben one time. Yeah. They're famous, obviously, for their IPAs as well, as you, as all the listeners know, and as people who don't really know Connecticut beer scene, all the breweries pretty much do IPAs. Um, they also do other styles, but New Park is one of like the more, the newer upper, newer up and coming breweries in the state. They do IPAs really well, but they also do what's called a blender series, which is a fruit beer. It's a sour, but they actually throw kind of like the soaks from Trillium, you know, pounds and pounds of fruit into the beer. The brewer was the head brewer at Thomas Hooker. He left to start his own beer or to start his own brewery. He actually was the one who invented hashtag no filter at Thomas Hooker, and he gave them that recipe before he left as basically a, hey, I'm leaving, but here, have a gift. Nice. Yeah, and I would say that about this point in our tour, we're probably hungry for lunch, and I know they have some food trucks there, right? Yes, they they perpetually have food trucks out in front, and if you're not really feeling the food truck that day, they are 200 feet from the West Hartford Chick-fil-A, 
So you can always stop by <laughs> for Chick-fil-A. I like how you know the number of feet it is away, too. <laughs> <laughs> this is some exact kind of stuff that you did not yeah, get from Natalie's. Exactly. Yeah. Correct. So in it, say say Chick-fil-A and the food truck aren't doing your aren't doing it for you. The next stop on the list actually is also known for their food as well. Oh, sorry, I jumped on your stepped on your I know, toes here Ober, a little bit. I know. Over's trying to run this beer trail. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. I just got hungry <laughs> early. What can I say? <laughs> so now that Obert is, is stuffed, we're going to move on to Five Churches Brewing. Oh, yeah. Which is in New Britain, Connecticut. And they're a newer brewery. They're, them and, and Labyrinth probably opened up around the same time. But their, their claim to fame, obviously, is their name. And from the... From their brewery brewery floor, they can see five churches in New Britain, hence the name. And we've talked about that on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And they do a lot of stuff really well. Um, the brewer was the former brewer at Nebco, as well as the former brewer at Steady Habit. But there, they also have food. They do pizzas, and they do pretzels, and I think they have bar nuts like you can buy from one of the local places that does interesting flavors. But their pizzas are really good, um, so that's where I would suggest that you stop and get lunch. Yeah, that's a that's a really good spot. I went there with you last time I was in Connecticut. Yep, good spot, good beer. There was a decent amount on tap, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they usually have about like twelve to fifteen beers on tap. Yeah, so good, and the pizza was pretty pretty delicious. So yeah, so then next we're gonna go all the way. To Oxford, Connecticut, which is basically across the entire state. To OEC Brewing Company. Now, what makes these guys unique compared to the other breweries on the list is that they are strictly a sour brewing company. So, all they do is brew sour beers. Nice little switch. They are cons- they are renowned as one of the better sour brewers in the world. They also have food there, too. So, in case, Obert, you weren't feeling the food at the other two places... Or maybe now, actually... now that I'm hungry because of how good your pizza smelled that I missed out <laughs> at the last brewery. So they make Zuparty's Pizza at OEC Brewing. And they also have a, a bakery on site so you can get fresh breads and different types of foods from the bakery as well. That's cool. I've never been to a brewery slash bakery before. They they brew all their or they bake all their bread with the with the wheat and barley from that's from the beer. Oh, that's cool. Yep, that's how they use their spent grains. Yeah, OEC is is a special place. <laughs> it is. Yeah, there's nothing else like it. No, no, no. And like, it's one of those things where it, you definitely have to be into sours, but you have to go regardless because they are really good at making sours. So, um, yeah, it's a really good spot though. I, I've enjoyed it the handful of times that I've been. So moving on from there, we're going to go to. Nebco, or New England Brewing Company, for those who don't know the the short name term for them, they're you know a, equivalent to like the main beer company or the Alchemist. They're the originals in Connecticut. They do beers such as Sea Hag and Gbot, um, as well as Coriolis, Coriolis, Fuzzy Baby Ducks, Double Fuzzy Baby Ducks. It's just it's a staple. It's it's basically a must go if you're going to Connecticut breweries. Yeah, so one thing that you're starting to realize is that it seems as though Nebco just hires a bunch of these brewers and then they leave and make their own breweries. <laughs> yeah, right. If that shows you anything about how, like, the history of Connecticut beer, it's that 
New England Brewing Company is like a big deal, and they hire only the best brewers. Yeah. And they're a good training ground for spinning off people who want to make their own breweries. Yeah. Same with Hooker, too. Yeah, same with Hooker. Th- those two are the real, like, Nebco and Hooker are like the original craft beer breweries in the state that, that were good, that have stuck around and have staying power in today's environment of beer. From there, you're going to go to uh, Counterweight, which is literally three miles away. <laughs> and that's a brewery that was started by the former head brewer of Nebco. He basically just left and took all the recipes that Nebco had, made them a little bit different, and has his own brewery, which is considered one of the top breweries in the state already. And they've only been open for about a year and a half, about, a, about as long as Fox Farm. So from Counterweight, we're going to go all, all the way back across the state to Groton to go to Outer Light. Now, Outer Light has been featured on the pod before. Um, I, we've talked about it a little bit. I believe it's Chris's. It's one of Chris's favorite breweries in the state, and I'm going to let him talk about it. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of uh, Outer Light, and it's it's a really cool spot, and their Libation Propaganda, which is their coffee stout, is one of my favorite beers that I've ever had. So, now those are that's saying a lot coming from you. Yeah, it, it really is though. I'm like it's one of my favorite go-to stouts if I ever see it. I think I even gave it a I think I gave it a four and a half even on the pod. I can't I can't remember it right now, but um it's a really cool spot. They do a lot of they're relatively, well, I say relatively new, but they're probably like what four, four. or five years old now. Yeah. And I I know they do use a lot of like English malts, which adds a little bit of different taste to their beers but i really enjoy it and of course they have the best game ever there jumbling tower jumbling tower of course classic. of course of course so where we've had an epic epic battle of jumbling tower at my bachelor party <laughs> so yeah definitely one of the, the most memorable parts of the whole bachelor party was the jumbling tower match <laughs> yeah it's, it's a lot of fun but it's a, it's an awesome spot i'm i was actually curious if it was gonna end up making the list or not but i'm glad it did if i could jump in real quick on the way from counterweight to outer light it's almost exactly the same time driving as it will take to listen to one episode of drinking alone with friends so if you're trying to fill that gap in the car Ooh, right we, we have you right there you've put on the podcast yeah, nice. it's it, it's it's uh, it, it, you know, Connecticut's laid out that way just just because of that, right? Yeah, it's built to listen to drinking alone with friends. <laughs> One cool thing about going, the reason I wanted to include Outer Light was I feel like it's one of the more underappreciated breweries in the state that nobody really talks about. I can agree with that. Yeah, and they do they do a lot of good stuff. Um. You know, I wouldn't say that they're the best anything. Maybe their libation, libation propaganda might be the best stout you can buy off the shelf. But, like, their IPAs, they're not treehouse level, but they're always solid and good. And they're always doing weird stuff there, too. Like, you, I think you said your favorite beer of all time actually was a variant of libation propaganda, correct? Yeah, yeah. That was, uh, it was, it was libation propaganda that was brewed or casked with uh orange peel and poblano pepper or something along those lines and it was it was delicious it was very very good cool so at this point in our journey we only have one brewery left 
if you guys know anything about us, you probably can already guess the brewery it's going to be. Treehouse. The- <laughs> sorry, sorry, Stony Creek. <laughs> um, because it is the best brewery in the state of Connecticut, and I don't think it's even close. But before we get there, we do happen to, to pass one of Chris's favorite places in the state. Um, and you can stop there and get food. And I know Ober at this point is probably really hungry because he tends to get hungry when we're doing beer tours. So um, we're going to stop by. Chris, do you want to announce it? By Two Brothers Pizza in Salem, Connecticut. Correct. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's, my, it's my favorite spot in Connecticut. It's so good. And I used to be a mug club member there. And I'm very sad that I'm not. But I have my mug. So that's, that's good. You, you might... Continue to be a Mug Club member if I have anything to say about it when I show up there. <laughs> well, renewals are going on soon, so. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that they made the honorary mention on the brewery list. Yeah, I figured it was a good it was a good spot to stop and actually get real food. And then the next brewery, you know, they're open later than most breweries. So you can always stop there and get some food on the way. So the next the final brewery on the tour is, as anybody can guess, Fox Farm. In Salem, Connecticut, Music Vale Road, in case you guys want to know the exact road they're on. <laughs> and I don't think I need to say much about Fox Farm. They do everything great. Their IPAs are great. Their stouts are great. It's the best way to end a brewery tour. And it's only, you know, probably 10 miles between that and where we started. So you're ending pretty close to where we started to come back in a full circle. Well, n- nicely done, Todd. I think that's yeah. a really good list. And yeah. I should, yeah, and I should end this by saying, and that, listeners, is Tud's Magical Mystery Brewery Tour, and that, Natalie, is how you come up with a brewery tour list in the state of Connecticut. Honorable mentions, by the way, I have to say, were would be Relic Brewing Company in Plainville, Beard in Stonington, and you can throw in Hooker, I'd go to the one in Hartford, and then there's just... There's tons of other breweries that don't need to be on Natalie's list that you guys can stop by and, and find good beers. Connecticut Valley is another one to stop by. Those are those are my honorable, honorable mentions, and that's the list. Boom. Boom. Got them. So as we promised, uh, we'll be posting this stop-by-stop stop over the next so many weeks or two weeks or something. Uh, see how We'll see how it goes uh, so you can get a little bit more comfortable with Tud's Tud's magical mystery brewery tour now i just had one question todd let's just hypothetically there's only room in our car for let's say the three of us on this tour and three growlers so we each get one if you had one growler that you could fill on this whole tour what brewery and what beer would you pick hmm i mean the obvious choice would be that i'd pick any ipa from fox farm or the stout from fox farm and drink it but because that's really easy, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a different one just for the sake of the thought experiment here. Okay, we'll say yeah, we'll say I'm getting I'm already getting the the Fox Farm IPA in mine. What are you gonna get in yours when we share them? So I, I think it's probably probably a tie between the Turbo Love Shake from Labyrinth because I thought that beer was fantastic, or one of the IPAs that Counterweight would have on tap that day. Um, not going to be Headway, which is the one that people can find in the stores pretty regularly, but something like, I think they have Blue Wizard and Red Wizard. Um, I, I If I remember the name of the beer correctly, I could be completely missing on the name of the beer. 
Um, but I would probably do one of the wizard beers from it's wizard fight. Not even blue, not even a color. So we're, we're, <laughs> by that point in the tour, we're pretty drunk anyway. So they'll yeah, figure right. it out. We don't remember that, that part of the tour. <laughs> yeah. So I'd probably get wizard fight from counterweight as if labyrinth for whatever reason, didn't have turbo love shake on tap. Well, that's a good answer. I'm, I'm glad you it came through with that. Cause, uh, you know, I guess that would be the, the MVP beer of the of the tour, right? Would be the Turbo Love Shake. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Well, what's that sound I hear? What is that sound? It's everybody's favorite time of the episode. I I bet you I bet all the listeners thought that we had forgotten about Christmas, but in all reality, <laughs> you know, it is that time of the episode where we like to give. Our, you know, our thoughts and, and life experiments, or life, yeah, life experiences, and life experiences, and raise our frosty mug of wisdom, and give you guys all some some tips and tricks for life. And due to the holiday coming up, and this is the last episode that you guys will get before the holiday, we wanted to provide you guys with our favorite Christmas music, or movie, and or other themed Christmas thing. thing. Yes. So with that, Obert, why don't you lead us off? My favorite Christmas thing is wrapping paper. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I like trees. I love lamp. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I wanted to share something that r- makes the holidays extra special for me every year. And that's sitting with my family and watching uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. We always find some time between Thanksgiving and Christmas to all sit down and fall asleep in front of the TV watching this movie. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Chevy Chase as Clark Griswold does an amazing job. We, Everyone in my family can quote pretty much the whole movie. Um, if you've never seen it, I gotta say it's, it's a <laughs> huge classic. You should watch it every year. And um, if you do, next time you see me, just start throwing some Christmas vacation quotes at me, and I'd be happy to continue to quote the movie back to you verbatim. So, hashtag fun fact, Caitlin, I never watched that movie until last year. <gasps> oh, wow. What did she think? I think she liked it. I think. <laughs> she, right. she likes all Christmas movies, so. Yeah. Uh, so, full disclosure, I have never seen this movie. Oh, man. It is. That's it. it. Is You're a- off the pod. <laughs> it's a great tale Have fun all about editing with all your work. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great tale all about the woes and tribulations of Christmas and how a modern man trying to provide for his family can help make Christmas extra special. It's a lot of words to say that basically it's a guy and his family and this guy can't do anything right. It's Clark Griswold against the world. He's trying to make make a perfect Christmas, even though the world keeps trying to make that not happen. Have you have you seen any of the National Lampoon movies with Chevy Chase? I have not. No. Huh. One thing that you'll learn about me, folks, is that if there's a like classic movie that everybody's seen, I probably have not seen it. So, just you know, keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I recommend adding this one to your list. 
Yeah, I'm going to steal the mug from Obert because I don't think you deserve to, to go next. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Here we go. Take this mug, Todd, and take it away. Yeah. So I'm also going to give my favorite Christmas movie, and it's a tie between Elf and Badders, or Bad Santa. So I'm going to talk about Bad Santa just because everybody's seen Elf. So Bad Santa is basically Billy Bob Thornton plays a drunk thief Santa, and it's just his struggle to get through this one Christmas season. And if nobody's seen that, I recommend it. I don't think a lot of people have seen it compared to you know, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, but it is one of my favorite Christmas movies. And it's only Christmas, I think it's probably an only considered a Christmas movie because he actually is a Santa. Otherwise, the, the movie is not a Christmas movie. But because of it, that's what makes it so great to me. Now, do you try and watch that one every Christmas? I do. <laughs> Sit nice. down with your have kids. You seen it? Have you seen it yet this year? I, full disclosure, I haven't watched uh, Christmas Vacation, but I'm really looking forward to it. I watched uh, Bad Santa this morning. Oh, nice. <laughs> it sounds like a fun s- Sunday morning relaxing movie. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a great way to get some laughs. Um, Bernie Mac's in it too, as well as I, I can't think of the guy's name who is the little person, and then the lady from Gilmore Girls, the mom from theirs, in the show too, or in the movie. So with that, I'm gonna give the mug to Chris, and hopefully he'll have something good to share because he hasn't probably seen either one of those movies. I no, I have seen Bad Santa, so. And it, but that's not a that's not a classic movie. So. <laughs> he only he, he's seen every movie that's not a classic. <laughs> uh, so I'm actually going to share my favorite movie, Christmas movie as well, and it's something that is a little bit. Uh, I guess it's controversial these days, but it's still a pretty awesome movie. So uh, I enjoy the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer that comes on the, with the Island of Mis- Misfit Toys. How, how oh, you can't talk about that anymore. Oh yeah, Wait, no, it's, okay. it's like a it's like a big deal this. because of bullying and I don't know stuff like that. So, oh, you haven't heard about this? No. They want to they want to get kids to stop listening or stop watching Rudolph because he gets bullied and it sets a bad example for the kids. Even though the entire story is about him overcoming the bullying and becoming like, you know, the best thing ever. Yeah, this sounds like one of those stories that people are more up in arms about. They're more outraged about the outrage than the actual call to stop watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's one of those things that's been okay for 60 years or however long the movie's been out, but all of a sudden it's whatever. Anyways, this is not a stance I want to take right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know. It's it's a movie that I, you know, I'm not I'm not very much a big I'm not a big Christmas person. So it's one movie that at one point every December, I'm like, oh, I want to watch Rudolph. And then after that, up until Christmas, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm in the Christmas spirit. Nice. Yeah. It's like the one that jumpstarts it all. Now, I am pretty excited for Christmas this year because, of course, it's CJ's first Christmas. So that'll be exciting. So I'm excited to get him and watch Rudolph with him at some point this holiday season. It'll be pretty, pretty special for me. Yeah, that's nice. I'm I'm sure having your child's first Christmas is going to be a really amazing time. Yeah, I'm I'm a big sap, so I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that, um we'd like to thank you guys all for listening. I'm going to thank Main Beer Company for providing Mean Old Tom. I'm going to thank 
the brewery that should not be named Stony Creek for their Krankenstein number four. And I want to thank Bearded Iris for the double home style. So as usual, please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, untapped at DAWF podcast. Hashtag follow the email, um, DAWF podcast at gmail.com. Please, you know, obviously send your comments, questions, general thoughts. We love reading them. Um, still haven't gotten that hate mail. It's going to happen one day. Natalie is eventually going to email us because we've been shit talking her so much that, <laughs> you know, we're going to get a nasty email at some point. But when that happens, we will read it live on the pod. Well, I mean, unless it's like a cease and desist or something like that. I don't think we're allowed to read those. Maybe. I'm still going to read it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do have stickers, too. Again, guys, um, let us know. I gave out some... Uh, at the Christmas party this past weekend. So I'm going through my supply a little bit. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to us um, on. Make sure that it's always downloading in your queue. That way, every Thursday, you can hear us bright and early as it comes out at midnight. Oh, hey, here's here's something. I've I've recently been trying to get some beer trades set up. So I've done a few... And I'm looking for more trading partners. So if you guys want some Nashville beers, just uh, hit us up on one of the social medias or follow the email or something. And we can try and set something up because I've been trying to get some some beers from out of state. That'd be pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, I'm also open to doing that as well, um, especially for the person who's listening in Sweden. Um, I really want to trade beer with you. So let us know. Yeah, same all around. Same here. Um, also make sure that you guys are giving us a five-star rating on iTunes, Google play or wherever you're listening to, as we said before, um, with the subscribing, same thing with giving us a five-star rating It helps other people find our pod. And that way we get more listeners and we can do more fun things. I still think we're doing a contest where we reach 500 followers on Instagram. We will be giving away a special gift to one of the 500, you know, or one of the 500 followers. Yep, we are still going to do that. Uh, we're not quite there yet. Uh, admittedly, I've been slacking on the social media front. So, what are we at for followers? Uh, Four seventy-eight. So we're oh, getting there. we're getting close. So maybe by the time this episode comes out, we'll be at five hundred. Hopefully, hopefully. And with that, Merry Christmas to all our listeners. Obviously, this is the last pod you'll listen to before before Christmas. <laughs> yeah, all those days in between, it's not you're not allowed to listen to any other podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> And with that, I'm Todd. My name's Chris. And I'm Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. Ho, 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 ho. So, The Godfather, Chris? Have you seen it? No, of course not. Pulp Fiction? No. Schindler's List? No. The Good, oh, the Bad, no. and the Ugly? No. Toy Man? No. Fight Club? Yes, I've seen Fight Club. <laughs> 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 <laughs>